companies that set out to change the world should stand for something, something that matters. For Tanium, it was managing and protecting the world's growing number of endpoints. Tanium empowers organizations to embrace digital transformation and change the way people both work and live. They help critical government agencies see what's coming, protect and defend five branches of the U.S. military, and more than half of the Fortune 100 rely on Tanium to manage and secure their critical assets. To learn more, visit Tanium.com. The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecki is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Gwilda Wiecki's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Science of Magic or endorsed in any manner by Gwilda Wiecki, Relmar McConnell Media Company, its affiliated networks, stations, or employees. Welcome to the Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecka, a program dedicated to uncovering the unified nature of reality and humanity's ever-evolving place as truly galactic beings. For more information on the Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecka, visit us online at www.thescienceofmagic.net. Welcome back, dear friends, to the Science of Magic a program combining the science and magic of today's leading topics to co-create new solutions and promote evolutionary thinking. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. This hour, we'll be exploring shamanic awakening in a world of darkness. There will come a time of darkness. Old pathways will be closed, and the people will be unable to see the new. It's during these times that what I've taught you will be needed most. Until then, Wiecka, trust what you know, not what you think you see. It was 1976, just one year before my old teacher crossed over. This was a major dissertation for the usually stoic, silent elder. As usual, it was as clear as mud to me, but no matter how much I nagged, he would say no more. Now here we are, 42 years later, and I'm just starting to understand. Things are changing very quickly. Old concepts are dying, leaving us confused and disoriented. It's a time wrought with great turmoil. Economies are crashing. Homelessness is on the rise. Refugees of war are overburdening sheltering countries. Children are killing children. And no one can seem to agree on solutions. How do we find our way in a world gone mad? Can the answer be found in history? Are there ancient, seemingly magical forms that can help us now? Is what my old teacher suggested true? Can shamanic divination and healing support our path through the darkness? If so, how? Our guest this hour is well-equipped to help us explore shamanism and its modern-day application. With us is Eastek Berry, a leading shamanic teacher, healer, speaker, community activist, and author of numerous books on shamanism. For over 21 years, Eastek has bridged the spiritual and practical wisdom of his indigenous teachers with a powerful contemporary approach relevant to our stressful and unbalanced modern times. Itzak teaches internationally and leads groups on healing expeditions to the Andes and the Amazon of Ecuador. He received the Ambassador of Peace Award from the Universal Peace Federation and the UN. His website, 
eatzachberry.com. Eatzach, thanks so much for being on The Science of Magic with us. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so glad to be here with you. Yeah, I think we might have a little bit in common. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) So we all start out on the same page, Eatzach. Would you please define shamanism for us? Well, it's probably the hardest thing to define because uh, because every tradition, uh, every uh, indigenous tradition in the world, wherever you are, uh, practice some kind of uh, earth-based shamanism or uh, healing methods or communications with spirit uh, using uh, the elements, um, the the uh, the natural world all around us and the uh, the the world that we see and the, the world we don't see uh, it's called in different different names in different uh, cultures so today we are you know lopping it all up in one uh, word it's called shamanism but it has uh, many many different meanings but you know the one thing that i really do like um, it comes from the the word shaman can come from the tungus tribe and one of the shamans from the tungus uh, who came to New York, um, uh, and I asked him what it means. You know, if you have a, somebody from Tungus who speaks the language, you might want to ask him. Um, and he said it's the the keeper of the fire. Mm. And, and keeper of the fire, it, bring, it gives a bigger meaning to uh, the word shaman, which means um, it's the person who is in the center or the, the fire that keeps the, the community going, the spiritual, the emotional, the physical well-being of the community. So it is a, it's a role or responsibility of a, sh- of a person to uh, assume um, the, uh, being the, uh, the keeper of the society. And so- um, I think that, that's so important. Mm. So how old is it really? Oh, from the time people walk on this earth, you know, from the time they start to observe nature, to the time they start to uh, look up into the sky and see the birds and, and understand that there is a correlation between the wind and the snow and the, and, and the summer and that the, the stars and the moon are, are influencing nature and that, the, that everything that, that we are provided by Pachamama or Mother Earth is here for us for healing. Uh, so it's, it's really from the beginning of time. And so when, when I hear you say talk about the Earth and the stars, so it's, it's not just Earth-based, it's uh, star-based as well? Oh, of course. I mean, uh, I mean if, today we, we have this tendency to separate between um, astrology and um, acupuncture and card reading and and diagnostic and medicine and psychotherapy and all of that. But in the indigenous world, there is none of that. You know, there is no labels like that. It's it's all part of medicine. And so the way the, the moon is circling around us and we are circling around the sun um, it has all to do with our own physical, emotional, and spiritual development. Um, and so um, there is no really label. We are all part of and connected to all of it. You know, there's an interesting word that you just used um, that I hear a lot in shamanic circles, medicine. Would you mind telling me what you mean by medicine when you use it shamanically? <laughs> yeah, I think that we got confused. Uh, medicine um, in the Western world means uh, differently. 
medicine in the medicine world means that you take a pill and that you um, you you create a cure for your uh, for your disease or illness or the, for the symptoms of it. Um, in the uh, shamanic tradition or in what we call alternative medicine, which I don't think there is alternative, you know, um, it's, it's the medicine is the qualities of healing that each of the element uh, possess that brings balance to or balance or knowledge or wisdom to the person who is experiencing uh, sickness. Um, and we understand that, you know, sometimes we have, we work with different spirit and each spirit have it, its own medicine, which means its own qualities embedded in them that we are, can identify with and we can use, uh, in our life in order for us to be more conscious. So it sounds like a form of power, a divination of power. It is a power, but sometimes um, when we are, again, when we're talking about power, some people think about the, the size of their muscles. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not really what the, in the shamanic tradition we talk about power. Power is the ability to be conscious to everything that around us and uh, not take it personally. Uh, power is the ability to... Um, to look at the darkness and to stand in front of that fear and um, and face it and um, learn to own uh, your shadows uh, and not throw it on other people. So that's that's power. It's the power of the warrior of a shamanic warrior. Mm-hmm. Tell tell me about your training. Where all, what forms have you studied? <clears throat> you know, I um, my first. Uh, foray into all of this was actually was a, I was uh, quite older or elder. Uh, it was it happened to me in the, my midlife crisis uh, in, in my beginning of my 40s. I, I, I felt like uh, that everything that I did so far, you know, I was an artist. I was a fine artist. I had exhibitions in art and um, I had a, an advertising agency that won awards and we did quite well in the creative part. And um, but then something was just not right. You know, I didn't understand what I what is if this is everything <laughs> that, I, that I came here to do. Uh, <clears throat> and so I read a book and I read the book by a, another shaman. But his name is Hank Wasselman, uh, Spirit Walker, which mm-hmm. I recommend to to read. Um, and that all of a sudden gave me some uh, really an insight to all those thoughts and feeling I was going through. Uh, and then at that end of the book, he was describing a workshop with another shaman. His name is Michael Harner. And um, yes, did you know that Michael passed recently, I believe? Yes, yes. Yeah. He, passed, he yeah. passed on and he left a great legacy over here. Beautiful legacy. So wonderful. Yeah. And um, so I took this class. Uh, that was 1995. Um and um, with Michael Arner, and, and then all of a sudden I discovered that I have power or power or the ability to use the gift that was embedded in me, which I didn't know that existed, which is a thing that every person that listened to this broadcast probably have the same gifts. 
Well, we're going to have to pick up on the other side of a commercial break about these gifts and how we might all have them, which is intriguing. But mm-hmm. it is time for a commercial break. Isaac and I will return shortly, so don't you go away. Remember, our current episodes are internationally broadcast and aired daily through the Exxon Broadcast Network. Past thought-provoking episodes are always available free of charge on our website, thescienceofmagic.net. This is The Science of Magic with yours truly, Gwilda Wiecka, on the wonderful Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand worldwide and more does this sound like tomorrow's television well it is but you can have it today right now it is simul tv simul tv offers what the others only wish they could provide 15 exclusive channels like exxon sci-fi and horror we are worldwide no other provider offers that 500 built-in video games no need to have an extra expensive system we have them included free video on demand live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic. We're dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. 
I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka, and our guest this hour is Itzak Berry. He's a leading shamanic teacher, healer, speaker, community activist, and author of numerous books on shamanism. His website, isakberry.com. Itzak, we were just getting into your training, and, and we'd gotten to the point where you'd done some core, studying core shamanism with Michael Harner and read a book. Do, do tell <laughs> us the rest. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I... Uh... <clears throat> It was so new to me. I, I did not know that I have all these gifts. And I, I, t- I you know, later on, I was, uh, you know, I, I worked with John Perkins and I went with him to Ecuador and I met a, a, a wonderful, powerful shaman that uh, this year I'm going to uh, create a whole uh, uh, Andes summit to bring all of those shamans together and invite people to come and meet them. And so I met Jose Joaquin Pineda, who is one of them, and uh, I worked with him. I had a quite a, a series of incredible visions, which I wrote in my books. And um, he asked me to become his apprentice, and which I did uh, for uh, three years, mostly here in New York, where he came here for six months a year, and I worked. We did hundreds of healing work with him. And then I worked with Ipupiara, which is a shaman from the Uruuwawu from the from Brazil, who for 12 years until his passing. Um, so, and I, because I, I created a, a group here, the New York Shamanic Circle, I invited a lot of different shamans from uh, all over the world to work with us. Um, <clears throat> some of them are the Inuit, Anangank, uh, and uh, people from, um, from Mongolia, from South America, Native American. So we have a, a lot of different teachers who comes, and we still do for 20 years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I have a lot of uh, education in the indigenous world, and I really see myself as a, as a more of a, a bridge between those indigenous uh, elders who really can't, really can't get into the Western mind uh, but I can translate what they mean and what they feel into uh, a language we can understand. So I think that a lot of us who, who worked with uh, indigenous people became becoming a translators of ideas, and they bring those indigenous um, wisdom back to people who already lost the lost the ability to read symbols and uh, poetry, of the poetry of shamanism. Yeah, you know, there's much talk today about appropriation of ceremony. Could you mm-hmm. speak to this? Well, you know, ceremony is, a, is everything, in, everything in life is a ceremony. We are really now sitting uh, and talking in a ceremonial way, even if we don't uh, pay attention to it. Um, a ceremony allows us to... Um, um, uh, 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 di- disregard our gatekeeper, the mind, the logic, the uh, what we call ego or the fear of not knowing and feeling. So in, in many ways, uh, a ceremony allows us to be together as a community or it, you can do a ceremony by yourself and with another person too. Um, and then speak in a language that is not not verbal, that has uh, more of a human um, uh, and more animalistic way to uh, penetrate deeper into our soul without the, the gatekeeper telling us that we, are, we may be feeling uh, stupid or this is not right, this is, you show me the proof and all that. And so a, a ceremony is very, very important. And 
and um, of course there is a we are we are creatures of ceremonies and when we go to uh, every night before we go to sleep and brush our teeth this is a ceremony uh, every morning that we have breakfast this is a ceremony every time that we come to the office and we set up the table and move this chair over here and put a flower over here that's a ceremony and our life is full of those ceremonies and um, so so given that is there a problem um, when we take on the ceremonies of indigenous peoples no because uh, we we really we um you know, Ipupiara used to say to me that um, don't think that because I have a feather on my head and I'm wearing a poncho, I'm different than you. We are all indigenous on this earth. So we, we all, in, down deep inside ourselves, we are. And that's why we, there is such a, a big uh, attraction for in the Western world now to shamanism is because we all feel the, the need to be connected to the in what we call indigenous world, to, to, to community, to the elements, to the weather, to the forest, to the trees, to all of those things that makes us humans. So what, what relevance does shamanism have for people today? How can it help us out? Well, in the shamanic way of thinking, we, they, they look at us, or the people from the Amazon or from the Andes, which is a more, mostly what I know, uh, they look at us and they they say, "My God, these people are so sad. Mm -hmm. Their their the 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 eyes are not shining. There is no happiness in the Western world." And you know what? They are absolutely right. We 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 lost the ability to have a bright eyes and bright outlook of life because. Um, many of the ways that we live our life, which is mostly run uh, after money, uh, the, the, the destruction of communities, the destruction of families, the separation or the, that myth that you can do it all by yourself, that you are separate, that you don't need anybody else, uh, the, the feeling that we are not interconnected with each other. When you when people feel lonely, and if you're talking about the the, the what's going on now with addictions so all around the, our country, it's only a symptom of loneliness and and separation. So how how can shamanism help this this uh, loneliness and segregation? How do how does it help? Well, first is being in a community. Or, or I, I think that most importantly, that all of us, each person that listened to this broadcast, what do you do today to be in a community with another person? Open your heart, share your heart, uh, create communities if you don't uh, have one. I mean, many people are now watching the screens or they, are, they, they live a, a virtual life. They don't live really life. They, we, we are so protected by the environment that we create all around us that we don't even understand that we are destroying the, the rivers and the forests and the, and the mountains. So how can the practice of shamanism help us get back into community? How can it help us become more aware? Well, the shamanic uh, teaching is to observe and identify and or embody the elements within ourselves and within our 
our soul and spirit. So in other words, the, if you come out of your house and you go hug a tree, drink the water, put, uh, swim in the, in, in the river in the spring, uh, pray for the rain, pray for the, for, the, for the wind, and be connected to that, you become part of the environment. And then when, when, when that happens, when you feel whole and complete, you are not going to uh, uh, vote for people who are calling for the destructions of nature, for the calling for the destructions of human rights, because you have a connection. They can only influence people when they don't, when people don't have connection to the whole, for the na- for the whole universe, nature, and for the whole being. You have to remember that we are ourselves are built from all of those elements, mostly water and calcium, magnesium, and other things like that. We are nature. And many people disregard that. And shamanism allow that, allow this connection for people to re-remember that. So are there ceremonies and and rituals and practices within shamanism that help us reconnect with the elements? Well, every every ceremony and every ritual in shamanism is about that, is about reconnecting to nature, uh, reconnecting yourself, your spirit, your soul, your heart, uh, with the trees, the the forest, the the stones, the fire, the eggs, the alcohol, the the, uh, the all of those elements that makes you. Connect or become part of the big picture. Become, become part of the universe, not separate from the universe. It sounds like the we're just about about to need to take a break here. But it, it sounds to me like um, the main thrust of shamanism then is reconnecting and rebalancing. Absolutely, absolutely. So it's it's about re. It's not like people don't are not connected. They are connected, but they forgetting that. I mean, when people ha- go into the rain, they something happened. Well, the rain also brings you uh, negative ions, which change the electromagnetic field around each person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but which is, you know, all of those ceremonies that we do have a, a scientific uh, explanation to them. Smoke, for instance, purify the air and bring the messages for, that you have to God or to the to the uh, creator, but also smoke is is clearing the bacteria from or purifying the air around you. So each of those elements are not done just because people like them. They- well, it's time for another short pause here. Isdek and I will return to our discussion on the other side of this break. So you stay right there. Don't miss all the wonderful things we have to offer on our website, your resource for creative solutions in a changing world. TheScienceOfMagic.net. This is The Science of Magic with yours truly, Gulda Wiecka, on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. From our broadcast studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, to the world and beyond. You're watching the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. ABS Media. 
The scientist and the mystic have been on an age-old relentless search with one thing in common. They seek truth. Their paths converge in the 40,000-year-old practice of shamanism, an ancient science delving to the quantum level of life, facilitating healing, manifestation, and evolution. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, the founder and director of Path Home Shamanic Arts School, a unique Colorado State certified occupational school training shamanic practitioners and teachers. We also provide classes for empowering personal lives through shamanism. Our certification classes are in week-long segments, enabling international participation, and online classes and long-distance shamanic healing sessions are available. Come discover the science of magic in the limitless world of shamanism. www.findyourpathhome.com Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God, and finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic, a place where magic and science come together to promote enlightenment. If you enjoy all the wonderful topics on our program, visit my blog, where the adventure continues, at our website, thescienceofmagic.net. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka, and we're speaking with Istak Berry, a leading shamanic teacher, healer, speaker, community activist, and author of numerous books on shamanism. His website, istakberry.com. Isak I understand that shamanism can be used as a divinational tool. How does that work? It it works very well. <laughs> 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 well, there are many tools that shamans use in many different traditions uh, to uh, foretell the future, to uh, look into the past, uh, understand what's going on in person's body, uh, soul and spirit, uh, and to find out the roots of causes of a uh, person's uh, uh, emotional and physical problems. 
Um, there are so many in every culture, but I, I, you know, personally, I'm I'm using a few of those. Um, one of them is um, is a the the candle reading or the candle flame reading that is uh, being used in South America in the Andes, where a person takes uh, a candle and rubs the candle over the person's body, and and it's this way it, it soaks the the energy, the negative energy in the in the candle, and when you light the flame, you see. Uh, in shapes, you see it through the colors, the form of the of the of the flame and the wax uh, about about a person, and it's incredibly accurate. You can detect different uh, problems in the skeleton, in the inner organs, and you can tell about uh, different issues that a person's uh, having in his life. So, this, are you are you using this candle like a surrogate? And then, if so, how do, are you able to read what's going on there? What's the science behind it? Oh, believe me. Um, um, uh, well, it's all in my book. <laughs> we don't have enough time to explain exactly how it happened. But you you have to understand the different colors, the different uh, forms, the the, and then you develop your own ability to see. Um, and uh, I'm teaching this all over the world, and many people are already using it in, in other, uh, other countries, which is a beautiful so, thing. So are the colors in this, in this and that within the candle, are they creating metaphors that then you have to interpret? Is that part of the training? Yes. Uh, so each color has a different vibrations, and each, each vibration correlates to a different emotional state or physical state. Um, and uh, you are you're learning how to read that, and there is no one candle that uh, no no two candles that they look alike. They're all really influenced by the uh, energy of that person, and it is in many cases uh, uh, people who use that get incredible accurate results. Um, so I'm combining that system with uh, another system that the Andi, uh, shamans of the Andes are using, which is a palm reading, uh, looking at the lines and the shapes of the, 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 the hands to uh, tell the person's uh, quality of medicine or, or what this person's uh, life purpose uh, needs to be. So this uh, is like palmistry, right? It, uh, yes, it's like palmistry. Um, so how or, does that work? Well, you know, each, each, each hand has a different uh, quality. Some, of, some hands are fire hands, some of them are earthy hands, some air, some water. And each of the line uh, represent different aspects of the person. So um, where, did, where did palmistry originate? Well, it's definitely, I'm not quite sure, but uh, it, uh, it's definitely uh, was developed in the Andes because they, they didn't have any books from India or from other places <laughs> to come from. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? I, I, I've noticed um, there's shamanic societies can be isolated for eons like the aboriginals. Mm -hmm. And yet the practices have so much in common. Have you noticed that? And what can you tell us about it? Well, in uh, it's absolutely true. I mean, sometimes, uh, for in for instance, um, I'm using a lot of work with eggs, you know, to to remove negative energy, to remove pain, and but that technique is used also um, in, throughout uh, South America, but it's also used in Poland and Russia, and uh, in Mongolia, in Siberia, and in China. So people recognize that eggs 
has a healing uh, capacity by absorbing the the negative energy or warmth or energy of the body, and they they use it. And so people use fire to heal, uh, smoke to heal in all traditions. And I think that it's come from the nature of of of, of the nature of who we are. We are we we are seeing that water has a, a healing, cleansing uh, capability. So we are associating that with cleansing, with removing negative energy or with the flow of life. So there are a lot of the, the shamanic all over the world has or carry the same symbolism or the same medicine, what we call. Um, and it's quite, quite remarkable that uh, is, we are yes. communicating this way. Yes, yeah, fascinating. It's just fascinating. So you've used this term several times. Would you mind defining what you mean by negative energy? <laughs> Uh, negative energy is, uh, uh, I'll tell you the description of uh, my teacher, Ipupiara, what he used to say about that, because um, <clears throat> some people don't believe in negative energy. Some, be- some people believe that there are energy and then they, they, the, the good and bad energies are just the same. Um, in the Brazilian tradition, or in South American tradition, they believe that energy, that good energy is energy that promotes the flow of life, which is... Uh, promote the growth of each person or each each plant on this earth <clears throat> negative energy however is energy that is a heavy energy that it doesn't want to flow it wants to sink down on your body or your in your organs um, and it promotes death or the lack of life in other words to depression anger all of those uh, emotions are connected to negative energy. <clears throat> so the role of the shaman is to change that energy and to, to bring uh, a person into the flow of life. Um, and uh, that brings us to a, a, an issue of, uh, of evil spirit, negative energies. Where do you have that? How do you get that? But, you know, I think a lot of people, they know what it is because when they sit to, next to someone in a bus or in a car and uh, they feel the anger, they feel the sadness, they feel what negative energy is. Uh, so, they, yeah. So is, is there any studies done on this? I mean, can we measure negative energy? <laughs> uh, you know what? I never looked at that in this way. But if we're um, going to bridge science, um, you know, the Western mind with these traditions, I wouldn't, I would think we'd need to, wouldn't we? Uh, yes, why not? Um, I'm welcome anyone who's listening to do that. Uh, I'm not personally uh, very keen on, on, on trying to understand the, the science behind it. But you, you have to understand that the shamanic traditions are from the beginning of time. And from beginning of time, people use only what works. They don't work. They don't do anything that does not work and heal other people because the reputation of a shaman depends on the results that he produces. So anything that doesn't work is out. Everything so that works is used. If it, if it's so effective, though, why do we get away from it? Well, first of all, I think that we we are not. I think there is a. Uh, I mean, we are looking at the Western world and we think that this is the whole world. But out of the whole world, uh, we are only uh, one billion. So seven, seven million or uh, six billion people are still using 
homemade nature-based medicine. They don't go to hospitals for everything. They, they use their local, uh, local healers and their mothers and their grandmothers uh, to, to heal them, which is a beautiful thing so, to, to do. Uh, so I think that part of the reason why we in the West is, is being so neglected or because it was it was it had a bad reputation created by the establishment, the medical establishment. And there are oh, so wait, many... wait, wait, wait. The medical establishment, um, shamanism started fading in this country long before the medical establishment um, was as powerful and as, as uh, overlording as it is now. Well, um, if, you, if you remember, uh, there was a, in the Middle Ages, there was a big campaign of putting all the women who pr practice this on, on, on fire. Um, and then it became uh, they, they call them they call them witches and but it, these are these were the shamans these are the healers of Europe. But I and, thought that was more of a religious thing than a, a medical thing. The no, no, burning of the no. witches. Well, it, um, yes, but uh, those women what they practice they practice medicine they they practice healing for other people in the church. The church uh, didn't want people to uh, associate with them because they wanted to have the the, the only say about uh, connection to spirit, the connection to God. But, but that that um, that started to change around that time, and you, you, there is a big to do with um, with. I mean, it, it, this campaign of changing the uh, from from heart-based society of the feminine and based society to masculine. Looks like it's time for another quick break, but Eastek and I will be back shortly, so don't leave us now. <laughs> this is The Science of Magic with World of Wieka. Our executive producer is Rob McConnell, and we're on the Exxon Broadcast Network www.xzbn.net. There's more fun to come, so you stay right there. heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, sci-fi and horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. The new nonfiction book, Razor of Madness, is similar to cult movies like Clockwork Orange, Dragon's Tattoo, or The Other Side of Hell. 
Wayne Morin Jr. and Thomas Lee Howe will expose widespread and systematic deficiencies in this thought-provoking tell-all novel. Mind control rages among scholars in law schools. Human rights are ignored while thought reform and mental manipulation are accepted practices used as behavior modification. Dr. Louis Jolion West comes to mind. Media and public scrutiny shows that United States mental hospitals are in fact destructive murder industries. Razor of Madness Expose Novel details this epidemic through an in-depth professional and personal investigation. For decades, there has been a revolving door policy that still releases killers and pedophiles back into society. The maestro of mind control continues to haunt America to this very day. Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com. I'm William S. Peckham. If you enjoy a good mystery with a touch of the paranormal, then you'll love my novel, From Out of the Woodwork. It's the story of a young Toronto contractor, Sean Kennedy, who buys derelict homes, guts them, and turns them into multifamily dwellings. Slums just waiting to happen. When Sean buys 29 Livery Lane, the house fights back. Former owners unexpectedly come out of the woodwork as he starts the destruction. The apparitions come to him when he touches old books, reads hidden letters, rummages through old boxes, finds a locket or reads a discovered manuscript of a murder mystery. From Out of the Woodwork will take you from 1899 to the horror of the World Trade Center, September 11, 2001. Check out From Out of the Woodwork on my website, www.williamspeckham.com. Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic, bringing together gifted people of service to the world. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. What perks your interest? I always love to hear from my listeners. Email me at info at thescienceofmagic.net and suggest a topic or a guest that's on your mind. I'm sure we'll all enjoy them. Our guest this hour is Isaac Berry, a leading shamanic teacher, healer, speaker, community activist, and author of numerous books on shamanism. His website is isaacberry.com. Isaac, shamanism, as I understand it, speaks, uh, works on the spiritual level, if you will. How do you discern shamanism from sorcery? Well, many people are uh, connected, both of them, uh, and it's uh, really a, a, a personal choice uh, of each of the shamans if he wants to be a white shaman or good shaman or bad shaman. Uh, and that is not very different than any kind of any other profession. Uh, you can you could be a good politician and bad politician. You could be a, a good doctor and a bad doctor. It's yes, but I understand when you're working shamanically, you're you're moving a lot of power. Um, you're uh, working with nature. You're moving a lot of power. So I think I would much rather run into a bad politician than a bad shaman. How do <laughs> how do we stay clean in this? Well. Uh, you may want to find out what the intention of the shamans are. Uh, you want to uh, understand your energy and how your energy works with that. And it's true, you know, shamans have uh, a great power and their, their power comes from their intention. And they can move energy or send energy long distance to other places uh, because we don't see the di uh, a distance as a as a, as a as an obstacle, we see it as a way of um, 
there's, there's no distance really. So we send energy. Um, but in uh, what what I say is that um, and that it's important to work with people or shamans that are, you trust, that you see that their energy is good. That but, um, but, but wait a minute, you're assuming you have the shamanic skill to see if a person's energy is good. We're talking for the lay person. How do we find a good shaman from a bad shaman? Uh, well, uh, word of mouth, of course. And, um, you know, Ipopiara used to say to me always that, uh, that we are all shamans in training, you and I and everybody who's listening and everybody in this world. I mean, human beings are built to be, to, to have the ability of intuition. Uh, it's built in, in our genes and in our spirit because we need to be able to survive on this earth. You cannot survive without all our senses uh, working and which is the dangerous of what's happening now because right now we have a a, a, a suppression of of of, uh, of senses because of the screens because of the digital because of that we are just losing is, our is that why we're really needing shaman is because we've lost our own ability to connect and if so how can we trust what we're being told if we don't have the senses well i the you know, I'm a very skeptic person from naturally, and uh, what happened to me was that it took me a long time to trust what I see or what I feel or what I know uh, that is to be true. And I think that what's so nice about the, sh the shamanic tradition is that nobody tells you that what you see and what you experience is not right, that it's not true. So that the teaching is to learn to trust your intuition so if you feel somebody good heart, trust yourself that this is a good heart. If you feel that there is something wrong, that something is off balance, trust yourself. That's really the, the teaching because when you start living in that li a life of trust in the universe, a trust in the messages you receive from nature, from the creator or from wherever they come, you, you, you start to be in the flow of life. If you start, so, and that's okay. Given the effectiveness of shamanism, are there ethics involved? <clears throat> of course, um, the, the the ethic is to uh, uh, the the mission of a shaman is to make other people' dreams come true. To be able to midwife that person' soul yearning, to help that person to be the best of what the person can be. It's not about personal gain. It's not about uh, fame or money or any of, of those because spirit have a very strong way of, of put, bringing you back to where you need to be. So how about working on permission with, with, with permission? Do you ever work without permission or how do you get permission? Where do you stand on that? Well, you always have to ask permission. Um, in the shamanic tradition, when you walk into a forest or when you walk into a house or when you walk to anybody, any, any space, um, uh, you ask for permission from the spirit of this, the place to walk on that, to enter. In the same way, you do that when people come for healing. You, you need their permission to work with them. You can't do it uh, uh, without that permission. And when you when they are not there, you you journey or you you are you are consulting with your spirit and their spirit 
if that healing needs to you know, happen, and if it's not, you don't do. So um, that is would be another di um, divination between um, a shaman and a sorcerer, because a sorcerer, you're not going to make a voodoo doll and put pins on it with somebody's permission, I don't think. No, 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 no. Um, the, the voodoo, the voodoo guy will do that in order to uh, stop people uh, from uh, from being alive or to create create harm to other people. The good shaman would never do that. Now, I didn't mean to define voodoo as bad because voodoo is simply African shamanism. There's the good, the bad, the ugly there, I'm sure, as well. Yes, absolutely. And and I know many people who are very good voodoo uh, practitioners. Um, it is what, uh, see, that's the thing. What happened in our culture is that they vilify the word uh, curandero, shamans, or, um, or, or medicine person. Uh, and in many ways, the word shaman today is, is kind of like an overall umbrella name for all of those people who are doing this work. And it's kind of take the, this, the, connota the bad connotations out of that. Right. So do we practice shamanism without even knowing it? And if so, could you give some examples? <laughs> of course you do. When you, when you go out in the, uh, into nature and you breathe the air and, and you, you, you feel that you are connected to something, and, and everybody does. Uh, when you are in your dreams, when you have dreams and that is prophetic dreams or dreams that are, are telling you about, um, about your emotional and, or spiritual or your fears, these are messages from spirit. Uh, when you daydream and you receive messages, that's, that's a connection from the spirit world. What, what is spirit? <laughs> uh, well, spirit is the, the energy of consciousness that is embedded in every, everything that is around us. See, the, in the shamanic tradition, we, we believe that everything in the universe, which is also the, the, the quantum physics belief too, that everything is energy. There is nothing is real in the way that we see it. And, and it's, everything is moving and in different shapes, forms, and, and vibrations. And that, that vibration, or that, that tension between all these particles is really what creates consciousness. And that consciousness is what holds the knowledge of the, of the universe. You know, there's um, many shamanic traditions and indigenous prophecies they have about this particular time in history. Um, are you familiar with any? Uh, it is in, in many cultures, uh, not just um, in the Andes. Um, <clears throat> I can speak more about the, uh, the Andes because uh, these are the prophecies that started in 1993 when 500 years after the death of uh, Atualpa, the king of the Inca, uh, the, the prophecy says that uh, after 500 years of occupation of the South America by the Spaniard and European, a new period will arise, a new time, a new correction of time and space will come. And that will be when the condor, which represents the South, uh, will be flying in the same sky with the eagle of the North in a dance of harmony and peace and the return of the feminine energies which is really what we are uh, experiencing now. It's the death of the old period of time, which represent in our political uh, structure now, and the reawakening of the, um, the, the feminine energy. And I'm not talking about women power. I'm talking about feminine, which is the energy that embedded in each of us. Because there are some women who are very masculine <laughs> too. I'm and, and the other way with men. So... The idea is that we are returning to, to more of a balanced society, more harmonious 
a society that is value more the 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 connection to the heart, uh, to environment, to the feminine, for the nurturing, uh, for the res- uh, community responsibility, and that's what I saw. It's I think it's so important that the veil is coming down now, and we are all feeling it. We all know that it's true. We all seeing through uh, all the corruption that we are we are in witnessing now. We know that this is not the way humans should live. We we know that we can do better. Mm. Well, you know, this has just been wonderful to to share time with you and to see you and others like you bringing this ancient practice to help us through this transition. I can't thank you enough for being on the show with us. Time has sure and flown, but you know we're out of it. Isaac, thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Our guest this hour has been Isaac Berry, a leading shamanic teacher, healer, speaker, community activist, and author of numerous books on shamanism. His website, isaacberry.com. Remember to join our email family to stay abreast of all the exciting new things we have coming up at thescienceofmagic.net. This has been The Science of Magic with yours truly, Wilda Wiecka, on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net. Until next time, dear ones. May you be blessed with knowledge and comforted with love as you find your light in the darkness. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Are you or is someone you know struggling with addictions, depression, anxiety, relationships, low self-esteem, lack of confidence, grief, success, and prosperity? Do you know that your subconscious belief plays a big role in the outcome of your hard work? We can help you permanently change the beliefs that may be the reason for your struggles and failures. We care about getting you the return on your investment and the results you are looking for. We can help you be free of the limitations of your past and in realizing your highest potential. We work with people by phone and Skype. For more information, visit us at www.ritasoman.com. That's www.ritasoman.com.
Do you think you have energy problems in your home? Do you feel better when you're away than when you're home? Joey Korn is a global leader in the world of dowsing who specializes in personal energy clearing and space clearing. He can help you create an ideal energy environment in your home no matter where you live in the world. Learn about his remote spiritual house cleaning services and much more at www.dowsers.com. You can get Joey's book, Dowsing, A Path to Enlightenment, as well as other dowsing books and tools, Kabbalah books, and Walter Russell books. Joey's work is really amazing. Go to dowsers.com right now. That's D-O-W-S-E-R-S dot com or call 1-877-DOWSING. That's 1-877-369-7464.